Hi everyone, welcome. FPL Matt Day here. This is the first FIFA World Cup 2002, 2022 podcast, not 2002. <laughs> That's not a great start. World Cup 2022 uh, podcast. Uh, tonight I'm joined as myself at D10 Football, at Quinton FPL Amateur of Oz. A couple of familiar faces. Can't wait for this one. Just before we start and I introduce them both, uh, can you please like and follow and subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications if you haven't done already. Let's start off with uh, with Dan. I'm going to introduce D10 Football. Dan, how are you going, mate? And how are you feeling about this World Cup? Surely you're absolutely buzzing for it. I know you've been talking about this for a long time. So, yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, no, very good. And uh, World Cup is always a World Cup. You know, I've been to Qatar, the host nation, there in Doha uh, twice this year. Once in uh, in April and once in May, and the feeling there, uh, especially when I went for the World Cup promo, was that it's it's a very exciting. It's going to be a very different World Cup. It's hopefully going to be one that's full of magic and uh, the like the stadiums, the transport, the ability to watch three games in one day. It, I, I don't think a World Cup has seen uh, these things before. So. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. I'm excited to see how it all plans out. No, good to hear. And Quinton, so you're a familiar face. You know, a lot of people know you in the uh, come on to the uh, the podcast and watching in the comments at FPL Amateurs of Oz. How are you feeling about this World Cup? Excited as well? Yeah, Still no, think Australia I'm, might uh, win it. <clears throat> yeah, definitely not. But um, I think <laughs> we'll get a uh, a pass mark. I think um, as we spoke before, the thing. I think Australia is going to go in with no expectations, which is, you know, I like it because we can kind of play our own football. Then we're not sort of going to have to try and press people. We're just going to, you know, do what we have to do. But, um, yeah, no, I can't wait for the World Cup. It's uh, my favourite um, time. Every time it's on, I literally watch most games. I go to work with very minimal sleep. Um, but it's worth it. It's worth it in the end because I love watching football and, you know, we see so many good games, games that we don't expect to be good games, and they're incredible games of football. So yeah, I can't wait. No, good to hear. And obviously, this is the first. Is this the first time I believe it's a World Cup in the uh, the European winter? So obviously, you normally get the World Cup in the summer for Europe. Is this this is the first World Cup that's uh, going to be at this Christmas time? I believe is that right? Yeah, it is. I it think is. so. Yeah, it is. I think it had quite a good dynamic to. You know, to the World Cup, it's something different. And who knows if, it, if it's a successful one, it could be something they do, you know, in future World Cups. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing what it's like at this time of year. Um, but look, I'm just going to do a quick uh, rundown of the pod and what we're going to go through. So we're going to start off and we're going to go through final squads, any surprises in there. So myself, Dan and Quinton will have a quick chat about that. Then we'll do some group reviews, our winners, our runners up, the uh, the round one fixtures then our three players to watch, our golden boot winner and our tournament winner, and then we will wrap it up from there. So let's start off with, um, just before I go into the share screen, um, with the final squads, was there anyone out there, Dan, that you thought was a really big surprise You know, in, in any of the 32 nations that qualified? Was there a particular player, a particular squad that you looked at and you just thought, I'm not sure on that decision, or you know, maybe this player should have got picked, or so far has it all kind of been exactly how you expected? No, there was a few really, and just off the top of my head, um, I'd have to say Spain not taking Sergio Ramos, um, Australia not taking Trent Sainsbury and probably Mitchell Langerak, um, Tom Rogic, and then I'd say also 
just skipped my mind. Just my mind was just, oh, England, England and Ivan Tony. I'm actually very surprised. Yeah, Ivan, Ivan Tony. Tony. Yeah. Because I feel like he's um, he's been very impressive most of the season. Wilson, obviously, Callum Wilson deserved uh, being picked, but he did have that long injury stint. Even even this season, I think he's been out for maybe five weeks or so. Uh, I know that because he was in my FPL. And um, <laughs> Ivan Tony's, you know, he I think he answered really well, scoring the uh, the two goals against Man City on the, on the weekend. Yeah. So probably, yeah, that, that's that's the biggest shock for me. Really, was uh, Ivan Tony, Rogic, Langerak, uh, Sainsbury, and then Sergio Ramos for Spain. Now, interesting stuff. But I think with Tony. Just from what I'd seen at her, he did have some uh, issues with the FA and some gambling charges that were apparently, you know, he was going to get himself into. I know he'd been investigated for gambling in the last couple of weeks and they reckon that might have cost him his England place. Obviously, I know it's not necessarily, you know, related to what he does on the pitch, but, you know, I don't think the FA take too kindly to that. I would had read that he was under investigation for some betting allegations with football and, you know, and that type of thing. And obviously when you're you signed as a pro, you're not allowed to gamble. So look, it's obviously a big shame if that was the case, because I think on form, you're right, he probably should have been in the squad. I think one for me, talking about Spain, um, David De Gea not making it, you know, from the three keepers. There was David Raya from Brentford. He had Sanchez from Brighton in there. And then Kepa, who hasn't really been really playing too much for Chelsea. I know he's got some games lately, but, you know, I thought De Gea might have been in there for some experience. Um, I also thought maybe Firmino for Brazil might have sort of had a chance of getting in there. I know they've got so many attackers and so many players, um, but he was probably someone I thought maybe could have got in there. But again, it's Brazil. There's you know there's so many good footballers there, um, but there are some of the ones that caught my eye. Uh, my eye, Quinton. Was there anyone for you from any of the squads that you thought you know you were surprised they weren't in there? Um, it might be a, <clears throat> a bit of a stretch this one, but I think Garnacho would have liked to see him included in the Argentina squad, even though I think he only played the last few friendlies for him. But we've seen recently in the Premier League, he's looked really good, and I thought that would have been a nice play to take with them. Um, and then sort of, I guess, give him a little bit of game time in the fixtures that you know they can afford to rest players and you know see what he's what he's made of on the international level because at the moment he's looking amazing. So. I'm not sure whether you guys agree with that, whether that's a bit of a, a stretch to add him in the squad. But, yeah, I thought that, you know, he would have been a nice little addition in that squad with the extra numbers this year. I don't think yeah, it's they... like a um, – it's not like an agree or a disagree because obviously Ganacho has been showing like um, unbelievable form and he has played for Argentina previously and also in the, in the youth teams. But it's almost like with Brazil, they wanted to take Endrick from – uh, Palmeiras, you know, and even Ronaldo, like Luis Ronaldo, Arne came out and said, I think that, you know, uh, Tete should be taking uh, Hendrik. Like, and he used himself as an example. Like in 94, I was able to go with the team. He goes, I ended up uh, being a winner. You know, Pele went before me. Um, I think, and he spoke about Kaká in 2006. And then he said, in the tournaments where we haven't taken that young talent, he goes, it's surprising, but he goes, we haven't done as well. But if you look at the teams, and especially with Argentina, who would you take out in order to take Garnacho? Like, it's not that Garnacho doesn't deserve a place, but it's like, who yeah. am I going to take out? Because the others have World Cup experience. The others have Copa America experience. So it's, 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 a, it's such a difficult one. And this is what South America faced constantly. You know, Like, if Garnacho was English, he's probably going. 
that's that's the truth. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think as well with Ganacho, he's probably a bit of a wild card pick for Argentina, and I, I don't think they need to make that at the moment. Like Dan said, coming off the back of winning the um, the Copa America, um, you know, it's probably who who do you take out? So um. Yeah, look, obviously it would have been nice to see a talent like that in the World Cup for Argentina, but there is going to be plenty of more opportunities for him in the next four years. Um, before we uh, um, go on, on to Matt, the next part you of go the on, pod, I just might touch on um, the De Gea thing. I actually, oh, yeah. as much as I'd like to see him there, actually, I think it's a good thing because David Raya, in my opinion, should start in goals. And, you know, we've all seen him this season. He's been really good. So I'm hoping he starts because he deserves it. Look, good to hear. I know he's your number one in your FPL team. He's my number one in my FPL team. But I was very surprised to see De Gea out of the squad uh, with his form. But look, I can understand it as well. Ramos not there, De Gea not there. They obviously want to do, you know, kind of evolve into this new era of players. Um, so it makes sense in that regard. Um, but look, let's move on to the next part of the pod. We're going to go Sorry, through. I just, I just say real quick before we do move on, because otherwise it'll, it'll lose momentum. The reason I was smirking there is because. Q's keeper picks. I'm not about them. I'm sorry. I'm not about them. That's it. We can move on now. We can move. That's all. That's all I was laughing for. <laughs> I'm not about them. <laughs> so Dan doesn't rate Quinton's goalkeeper picks. Um, so here we go. Over social media. <laughs> so we'll quickly go on to the next part. We're going to go through the uh, the groups now. Um, but before we do, as you can see on the screen there, the tournament starts. So this is in. Um, we're all in Australia, our time zones in Australia. The tournament is in five days, five hours and 41 minutes. So not long to go. Um, first game is Qatar. Um, it's going to be huge. Can't wait for this one. Qatar versus Ecuador. Qatar's first ever appearance at a World Cup. So um, absolutely you know, massive there for Qatar. Um, but look, let's, let's start off. Let's go through the, the groups to begin with. I'm going to bring up these groups now. Um, let's get these up on the screen and we're going to go through. We'll pick our winners from each group, who we think is going to qualify, who we think is going to come second. Um, so let's uh, let's go into it now with Group A. Um, so Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal and the Netherlands. Um, interesting group this. I think from my opinion, looking at this, it's anyone's game for for top spot and second spot. I think, obviously, you look at Netherlands, you think they're probably the, the standout historically in World Cups. Um, you know, they've always had a good... I don't know, last 10 years haven't done so well. Um, I know they made the final in 2010, but um, didn't qualify in 2018. Um, you know, I think they've made, what, three finals and obviously runners-up in all of them. So you'd probably look at it and think Netherlands are the strongest. Um, then you've got Senegal, who obviously been impressive in the last sort of 20 years since the 2002 yeah. World Cup. Got Ecuador and then a new face in there in Qatar, but they are the hosts and they are the home side. Um, so I think this has got you know tricky group banana skins in there. Um, but I will back Netherlands to edge this one. And second, I think I'll go with uh with Ecuador. Um, so that's my predictions for the top two. Dan, we'll go with you first. What are your thoughts on this group and who do you think will uh will come out as the winner and the second place? Yeah, I was just having a look, and I uh, at the uh, South American qualifying because I wanted to see where Ecuador came in the uh, in the qualifiers, and they came. They were fourth, and then Peru, obviously fifth. Everyone know how uh, obviously Peru ended their uh, qualification campaign in the playoff there against the Socceroos. Um, so we don't need to talk too much about that. But Ecuador, they they qualified with seven wins, and their next was uh, Uruguay with eight, 
And then up from them was obviously Argentina and Brazil. Brazil with 14 wins. So there was quite a gap. I'm going to be a little bit different here and say a little bit, I'll say a little bit left of center. And I'm going to say that it's going to be Senegal and Netherlands that go through. And I think Senegal will be the second place team. I think Netherlands, not they're going to cruise through the group, but this group does favor them. I think the, the draw has favored them this time. So I'm going to go, yeah, Netherlands and Senegal second. Now, big stuff. And obviously you've gone for Senegal. I've gone for Ecuador. Um, so we'll see who ends up coming out on top on that one. Um, Quinton, what are your thoughts on this group and who do you think is going to win and uh, come runners up? Um, just a quick question. Is Mane fully fit for this World Cup or is he under an injury club? Dan's got some up, an update, I think, on Mane, actually. I believe he'll play. I believe he'll play. He, he's if going he with plays, the team. <clears throat> if he plays, I think... Um, Senegal will finish second behind Netherlands. But I think if he doesn't play, I think Ecuador's the pick because Ecuador looked really good in qualifying as well. So I think it's going to be a, a tight um, race for that second spot. But I think Netherlands yeah. will probably th- be three from three and coast through in this group, in my opinion. There you go. So Quentin is back in Netherlands to win the group as well, as am I, as is Dan. But as we all mentioned, it could be a tricky group there. And then Group B, we've got... Um, the team that I will be obviously supporting in the uh, the World Cup, England, um, and they've got Iran, USA, and Wales. Um, so it's a very English speaking group, um, you know, with uh, England's cousins of of the US, um, and obviously Wales in there as well. Yeah, this 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 could be a tricky group as well. I like I like the US. I actually like quite a few of their players. I think they're getting stronger as each World Cup comes along. Um, you know, Wales have been better down the years. Um, Iran as well, you know, they know the Middle East, you know, they know these, you know, they know this, this, uh, this climate, this, um, you know, the conditions and, you know, and that type of thing that we'll see in Qatar. Um, but I do think England will win the group. Um, I'd be very surprised if they didn't win this group. Um, in saying that, they've never beat USA at a World Cup. It's now been two FIFA World Cups. They've played the US and they haven't won either game. One they lost, one they drew in 2010 uh, in South Africa. Um, but I will back England to win the group. I think they will beat Iran. Um, I think they may draw against the US, um, but I think they'll come up in trumps against Wales. Uh, England-Wales always tend to be a game that England edge. Um, so I'm going to back England to finish out on top and I'm then going to go with the US to finish second. Um, I think they'll be um, too strong for Wales too strong for Iran, and I'm going to back the Americans to come out in second place. I really like a lot of their players. You know, they've got players playing in some of the top European leagues and top teams in Germany, um, in the Bundesliga as well. So I think England and US for me, um, and it'll be England in first, US in second. Uh, Daniel, D10 Football, what are your thoughts, mate? What do you think is going to happen between um, these sides? England first. Loads of it's coming home chat for the first, like, two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And second, I'm going Wales. I think Wales are going to put it together. Gareth Bale always has an outstanding international tournament. First World Cup as well. That's right, first World Cup, which which is amazing because I don't think, I don't think like Giggs, Rush, I don't, it's Wales' first World Cup ever, isn't it? So you think that the the great players they've had, they've never played at a World Cup. So it's, yeah, it's a momentous occasion, really. And he's just coming off the back of, I think, pretty sure he was part of that 
uh, sixth or fifth Champions League for him with Real Madrid. Then he went to LAFC and he's won there as well recently, the MLS Cup. So he's coming with uh, with good vibes. He doesn't have the problem of people telling him he can't play golf anymore. Um, I think him, uh, I'm not too sure who's in the Wales squad, but I think Aaron, Aaron Ramsey, Nico Williams, the players you spoke about previously, Danny Ward, um, who's been in great form for Leicester, by the way. I think these players uh, are ready and they're going to get out of the group in their first World Cup. Wow. Big call there from Dan. He is back in the Welsh. Um, so he's going with the two teams from the United Kingdom to be in the top two. And as he mentioned, Gareth Bale loves his, his golf. And I've heard the uh, the courses in Qatar are world-class. Gareth Bale is in good hands in Group B and in Qatar for the World Cup. Q, what are your thoughts on Group B and how do you see this one finishing? Um, I think England will top this group. And for me, I think this is the group of death for the second place. And I think it's going to be very tight. I think Iran's defence is really good. They're going to keep games quite tight this uh, World Cup. I think Wales is going to be the pick for me for second place. As um, Dan alluded to, they have some really good players. One player in particular that I'm looking at is that Harry Wilson has come back to full fitness of Fulham. He's looked really good and, I'm so excited to watch him play at this cup. And Brennan Johnson as well up top for Wales. I think that they've got a, a few quality players, so I, I think they're going to go through to the round of uh, 16. Is Daniel James going? Yeah, yeah Daniel, Daniel James, James Brennan Johnson, Harry Wilson, Nico Williams. So they've got some quality. In my opinion, they've got some quality, and I think that they will, um, yeah, with Gareth Bale leading from the front, I think that they're going to make it to the knockouts. Yeah, big call. So we've got a couple of... Uh... Wales fans there. Obviously, I've gone with, uh, I've still gone with the Americans. I've, I've gone with the US. I want to add though with Wales. And what I will say is in the last thing, it's 10 years, they've really improved. Um, I think a lot of their technical side, they've, they've had the likes of Henri in their coaching team. I'm not sure if he still is for this World Cup, but he's been involved in, in, in their coaching side down the years. I know they've had, um, you know, some, some uh, changes in the, in their coaching department, um, you know, in there, is he still there, Dan? Do you know if, if Henri's still Henri? part of the Wales? Yeah, I think he's part, I think he's part of he Belgium. Belgium, Belgium yeah. sorry. I think Henri did his coaching in Wales, his badges in Wales, um, funnily enough. And then he ended up going to Belgium and he's with Roberto Martinez. So, um, but yeah, I've heard plenty of good things about the um, the way the coaching has been going in Wales. I'm not backing them, no, I'm still going to back America to finish second. Um, but let's go Group C. Um, and I won't say... We're not going to say who our winners are, by the way, in this. In this, We're going to go through our winners of the tournament at the end. Um, but I think as we go through these groups, there's a couple of countries I see that I think, you know, I know Quinton and Dan have got their eyes on potentially winning this trophy um, and, and myself. So I'm not, not going to mention who we think is going to win the tournament just yet. Um, but Group C is another really interesting group because you've got Mexico in there, um, always seem to make it to the, I think it's the quarterfinals has been there the furthest they've gone and they always seem to just lose at that that point. They offer so much and then they always just lose at that same hurdle. You've got Argentina in there. They've won it a couple of times. They lost the final as well um, in, I think it was 1990 and 2014. Um, and it's obviously going to be Lionel Messi's last World Cup, we, we'd expect. Um, and then you've got Saudi Arabia in there. You know, another, uh, I guess, local side, that um, you know, Middle Eastern side that, that will know, you know, the conditions of Qatar and then Poland. Um, with Lewandowski, so I'm going to back Argentina to win this group. I think they'll be too strong. Uh, they'll come out and win it, uh, and then I'm going to back Mexico in second. Um, I feel like they always find a way to get out of the group. 
Um, so for me, Argentina one, Mexico two. Uh, really looking forward to seeing Messi in, in what I think is going to be his last World Cup. Um, you know, lots of other good players in the, in there as well. Martinez, DePaul, uh, Christian Romero. Um, so I'm going to really excited to see this Argentina side. Uh, Dan, I'll hand it to you. Who's your winner of this group and, uh, and who do you think is going to come second? I'm exactly the same. Argentina and Mexico. Uh, only because I think Poland, they always look really good. They qualify well. They have excellent players playing in the Bundesliga, playing in La Liga, playing in the Premier League. And they just, I don't know what it is. They just, they just never put it together in, in the uh, in the final stage of the tournament, which is a shame because it would be really nice to see them there. But I just think it's going to be Argentina first, Mexico uh, second. No, good stuff. So we both think the same for Group C, but does Quinton think the same? What does Quinton, Quinton think on this one? Is, is he feeling a bit more Poland in second? Yeah, that is correct, mate. I'm going to go Argentina <laughs> with the group. I think um, Poland in second. Um, a couple of their players in great form at the moment, Zielinski and Lewandowski. I think those two, the quality they've shown this season for their clubs, I think um, that mixed in with some other good talent for their side. I think they can uh, finish second in this group. But I think it's going to be tight. I think Saudi Arabia are going to surprise a few people at this World Cup. Very great defensively. Um, they know how to sort of park the bus and make it hard for teams. So I think that they could cause maybe a shock upset. I, I could see them maybe stealing points from Mexico or, you know, even uh, making it hard for Argentina. So I think it's going to be tight, but I think Poland's going to just get second place. Big call there from Q. Um, he's back in Poland to get the second place, but he also thinks the same as me and Dan with Argentina to win this group. Let's go to Group D. Obviously, we are all in Melbourne, Australia. Oh, sorry, Quinton's in, uh, in New South Wales. We're all in Australia anyway, so we've got our eyes on this group. Uh, we've got France, Australia, Denmark and Tunisia. Uh, for me, I still think France will come out and win this group. They won the World Cup in 2018. I know they've got some injuries. I know they've had some problems, um, but I still think they will get over the line and win this group. Um, I'm going to back Denmark in second. Um, semi-finalists in Euro 2020, 2021, obviously it was when they played the tournament, um, did recently beat France in the Nations League 2-0, uh, um, but I think they'll go through. Um, yeah, it could be either way for first and second, but I will back the French just to edge it. I just think they'll have too much quality in their squad. And then we've got Australia and uh, Tunisia. Tunisia will actually have a lot of French-born players that could have been selected for France. And they tend to get a lot of the overflow from the French national team. So I think they'll be a fairly good side. And then we've got the Socceroos as well, um, which I think Q can go through a lot more then with Dan about their strengths and how they might go in this tournament. For me, I'm, I'm not sure uh, who's going to do better between Tunisia and Australia. Um, but I do think they'll both be playing for that sort of third place because uh, I can see France and Denmark taking the top two. Um, but hopefully I'm wrong. It'll be nice to see Australia progress out of this group um you know and, and win a couple of games but uh dan what do you think in group d two different endings to this group one is with my heart and the second is with my head <laughs> so i'll go with my heart first and because i was looking at this french side uh, especially when they're like pogba's out kante is out and i thought you know what there, there might be a chance and then you look at the depth and it's just it's unbelievable, you know, the amount of holding mids they have, the amount of centre-backs that can play holding mid, 
left back, right back, and then obviously they've got their forwards. You know, we don't even have to talk about you've got Benzema, Ballon d'Or, and Mbappe, who's in really good form as well. I think Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe are scoring the most and creating the most uh, chances, goals, assists um, currently in domestic football. So, you know, you don't need to talk about France too much. So, but if I go with my heart, I think France first, Australia second. They scrape through, but it's one of those groups where it's like France with nine points and then four, 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 and Australia somehow have just, you know, they're just there. <laughs> like, that would be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. The, the buzz like that. here in Australia would be amazing if yeah. that happened. And that's, that's also why I think I say that with my heart because uh, I think this is a very important World Cup. It's important that we qualify as a nation and even for our football here in Australia, the football culture, um, I do a lot of coaching as well. Those people that follow me on social media would understand I have a lot to do with the community here. In terms of junior participation, having heroes, seeing a pathway, having somewhere that you can look at and go, wow, you know, like I'd love to do that one day. It's super, super important. I grew up without having the Socceroos qualify. So my heroes were elsewhere. And then in 2006, we qualify and I was already 18. I was already 19 years old. So I think having that, um there and that's why i say with my heart i I hope that happens you know france australia denmark tunisia uh exactly as it's as placed on the uh on the card there however if i go with my mind with my brain i would say it's um we are you know the give it 100 we are the underdog so i would not be surprised if i see france denmark tunisia or australia and the other way around but I would say with my heart, France and Australia go through. With my head, France and Denmark go through. Uh, good stuff and a really good summary. And you know, I've best got to way agree to with describe you. it, man. Best, best <laughs> yeah. way to sit on the fence. <laughs> yeah, no, I, lo- I love how you've gone with your heart there, and um, you know, and then obviously you've reverted back to your head, and um, you know, you make some good points. Obviously, it'd be great here in Australia if, if, if Australia can just get through, get to the knockouts, you know, create some genuine heroes, you know, for the young stars of tomorrow and the next generation uh but quentin um actually felt like i was listening to you a little bit there when uh, when dan was talking so i know how confident you are about this Socceroos team <laughs> in this world cup <laughs> i want to hear your your thoughts mate so come on who let's go we want to hear you yeah your head completely your head in this one who's winning this group and can australia finish second can they do this can can they do it um in my opinion, I think France will probably win this group. As Dan said, I was a little bit optimistic when I saw the injuries and I had a look at their squad that they sent through and it's just like, <laughs> it's like the Terminator, you know, you kill one and another one pops up. It's just like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, I think, um, I think um, France will win this uh, group. Um, I think it's going to be quite tight. I'm picking Denmark with two draws, one win in this group. So I think they're going to qualify second. But I think it's gonna gonna be a game against us, um, and depending on the result for us in the France game, where I'm glad we're playing France first because if there's any weaknesses in our side, which there are, France are gonna find every single one of them. So we'll be able to try fix um, yeah. fix those issues for the second game against Denmark. So I think you know I'd rather play France first because I think, in my opinion, we match up a little bit better against Denmark. Just um, I feel their players aren't sort of at the level of what France's good top players are. So I'm kind of, which is no disrespect to to Denmark, but I think we match up better against them. And 
as Dan said, it's massive for our football country. I think even if we just compete in all three games, I think that's enough to help, you know, our country. And, you know, I'm excited this year because it's the first World Cup that um, my eldest son, Luke, is going to be able to watch. So I get home from work for the French game and we're going to sit on the lounge and watch it. And, you know, I've been uh, talking to him about it and he's pumped. So, you know, it's going to be special for me and my household sitting on the lounge, you know, watching against France. We could get done, you know, 4 nil, 5 nil, But, you know, I've, I've always said to him when you watch international football, this is the best football. This is the best. So, you know, it's going to be enjoyable to sit on the couch and uh, watch it with him. But, you know, I think Australia, depending on how they go in that first game, we just, I think it's going to come down to goal difference. Um, if I'm being honest, then I think depending on how the first game goes is, you know, what our outcome will be for this group. If we get smashed 5-0, we're not qualifying. But if we can keep it tight against France and then get a result against Denmark, I think we can beat Tunisia. So, yeah, for me, I'm optimistic, but also I think Denmark and France are probably, you know, the two best sides in this group. Good summary there, Q, and obviously love the story with uh, yourself and your son for his first World Cup that you can watch. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And um, I do remember in the 2018 World Cup, France did play Australia, didn't they, in the first game? It was a very tight game. You know, Australia were unlucky not to get something out of it. Did they play Denmark in that World Cup as well? Yes. Yeah, they did. We got the draw. And Arzani and Lecky both missed sitters, which should have went in. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I remember that. So, look, some familiar teams, some familiar matchups. Really excited about Group D. And fingers crossed Australia can get through to the knockout rounds. We'll see what happens there. Let's go to Group E. Uh, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany and Japan. Um, yeah, this is a group I'm, I'm excited about. I always like Spain. I like watching Spain play. Um, I like their football. I like a lot of their players. So, for me, Spain are going to finish first. I really like Luis Enrique as well um one of my favorite coaches so for me spain will finish first i know we mentioned no ramos no uh david de gea but i think you know they're ready to to move on with this new generation they've got the likes of pedri in there uh, who's a really really exciting talent you know he could come out potentially with you know was it the, like the golden ball of the tournament um you know that's how good this guy is we saw how good he was in the euros last year uh, and spain were unlucky not to get to the final i think it was a extra time goal against italy that cost them uh, and they actually played probably the some of the best football um, in that tournament. They were very unlucky not to to win it and go all the way. Um, look, they don't have the Torres, David Villa that you know we'd seen in 2008 Euros, 2010 World Cup, 2012 Euros. Um, but there's still a lot of good players in there. I'm back in Spain in first. I've also got Germany in this group. Germany have made the most World Cup finals in history. Um, if they win this World Cup, they will match Brazil with five World Cup wins. I'm actually not back in Germany to qualify out of this group, though. This is one of the first times I'm probably ever going to suggest that Germany will not qualify in a group. And it's very rare I do this, is the Germans are always very reliable, efficient, um, you know, and they obviously won the World Cup in 2014, which is, is obviously very recent. But I'm going to back Japan uh, to come in second. And I've put Germany as my team in this tournament that I think might underachieve. And the reason being, it is, you know, there's no Joachim Lowe. Um, you know, he was the one that, that martyred them, you know, to the World Cup victory in 2014. I just get this feeling, I'm not sure. Obviously, you know, you, you should never write the Germans off. They always find a way to make the final or the semis or the quarterfinals. But look, I need to throw one curveball in there. Um, and it's going to be Spain and Japan in one and two. So... That's just one of my bold predictions. Could be completely wrong and Germany could end up going all the way. 
Um, but Dan, what are your thoughts? Are you you think Germany will get out of this group? Are you backing them to win the group, or are you thinking Spain, Costa Rica, or Japan? For me, this is uh, one of the groups of death, and um, being for that Spain, Germany, and Japan are the I feel they could finish first or they could finish second or third. Either of these teams. Spain, as you said, I was going to highlight as well that they had a fantastic Euro. They also had a fantastic Olympics, losing to Brazil in the final in the Olympics and then losing the semifinals to eventual winners, Italy. Um, Pedri playing like a thousand games uh, in two months. It was unbelievable. (laughs) So I I think, yeah, Spain, I love Luis Enrique as well. Uh, Obviously, Working deal with Barcelona, the style he plays. I love watching Spain play. Love Spanish football. Um, I think Spain get out of the group. I think following them though is Germany. I believe it's going to be Germany. Saying that, Japan, unbelievable qualification, unbelievable qualification uh, in in Asia. I think they they went through. They actually beat Australia twice. I'm pretty sure it was it was two nil here in um in Australia as well. And uh, and Minamino was he, Minamino looked like Neymar, Salah, Sadio Mane. <laughs> he he looked like one of those players for for Japan, you know. Which I think is really exciting as well. He could be possibly a, one of those breakout players that we were we're going to talk about later. Um, so yeah, I would say Spain, then Germany. Unfortunate for Japan, uh, but again, it could be either of those three teams. And I think Costa Rica finished last, unfortunately. Good stuff there, Dan and. Um... Yeah, look, I'm very excited to see Spain play as well. Um, Q, let's uh, let's get your predictions on this one, mate. Are you uh, you feeling Spain, Germany, or are you feeling someone a bit different? Maybe Costa Rica. We haven't spoke much about them. Mate, I want to say stop the presses, mate. Japan are going to finish on top in this group, in my opinion. <laughs> I've got Japan finishing top. I've got Spain finishing second. I think wow. it's going to be tight. I think it's um, going to be one of those groups where it's going to come down to goal difference. So I think Japan, um, Germany, and Spain are all going to be on similar points, but I think it's going to come down to goal difference. So I think I've seen enough quality in that Japanese lineup. Um, a lot of people aren't rating any of the Asian teams, but I think out of all the Asian teams this World Cup, I think Japan's going to be the one that's going to shock a few people. I mean, they've got a lot of quality. You touched on Minimo. Um, you've got the the player that plays at Brighton as well. He's looked quality this season oh, as yeah. well. So. I think they've got a bit of quality. So, yeah, stop the presses, mate. Uh, we've got a hot take in this podcast, and it's going to be Japan finishing on top. Big call there from Q with Japan in top. Um, but we've both gone for, uh, you know, our shock being we don't think Germany will qualify. Um, Dan's obviously gone for, he's gone for Spain and Germany himself. So we'll see what happens in that one. That's Group B. Let's go to Group F. I'm really excited for this group. We've got Belgium in there. Canada in there, which really excites me seeing them in this World Cup. Uh, Morocco, you know, another team, um, you know, conditions might suit them as well. Um, you've got Croatia in there, another side that, you know, they always do really well in World Cups. Made the final in 2018, finished third in 1998 as well. Um, I'm back in Belgium to win this group. I think they'll have the quality. Um, you know, still got a good squad. Probably aging a little bit in defence. You know, the likes of Odewerald, Vertonghen. Uh, there's no company anymore. Um, so, you know, defence probably isn't quite what it was. Eden Hazard as well, you know, hasn't been the same Eden Hazard that we'd seen, you know, in his Chelsea days. Um, but, you know, there's still De Bruyne in there. There's still lots of quality in this Belgium side. So I'm backing them to finish first. I always usually like to pick Croatia sort of in that first or second spot as well. Um, 
But I did say Canada were going to be my dark horses in this tournament. Um, but I'm not going to put them as dark horses necessarily to qualify. It's more so that I think Canada will put on a good display and they'll win at least one game um, and put on a bit of a show. I do like what I see from Canada, but I'm going to bat Belgium first and Croatia in second in this one. Um, obviously, Croatia's still got the likes of Luka Modric in there, Ivan Perisic, um, you know, and they seem to always put it on and turn it on in the World Cup. So, Dan, what are you thinking on Group F? Group F, mate, it, it's another one. It's, it's another it's another group of death. Like some of these groups are unbelievable because of the three teams that have just happened to land in the pot. The other one's Group H, which I'm sure we'll get to in a bit, which that's, mate, those four teams can go through. So Group F, um, I'm backing Belgium. I think they go through. I think Belgium go through. And I'm going to have to say Croatia, um, simply due to his history and historical reasons. I think Croatia, you've got being led by Luka Modric, obviously Ivan Perisic uh, is going close for a Ballon d'Or with the Spurs. He's now playing striker, left wing, right wing, left back, right back, centre mid, holding mid for Spurs. He's just everywhere. <laughs> so, you know, I think he's, he can probably have an unbelievable World Cup as well. Um, so Croatia, uh, also I'm half Croatian, so I have to back Croatia. Oh, well, um, there you go. But, well, I can't. My other half is uh, Italy, so we just won't talk about uh, that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Belgium, Belgium, I think, just have too many good players, too many technical players. Like, if you run through their list in terms of left backs, right backs, centre backs, holding mids, midfielders, um, I I agree with you 100% about Eden Hazard, but then you've got Mertens, Torgan Hazard, um, you know, there's... Lukaku, there, there is. Uh, who else got up front? Yeah, one of the Courtois. best keepers in the world in goal as well. Um, Carrasco, Carrasco, Courtois in goals, exactly. So Belgium is just loaded with talents, you know, loaded. And I'll probably miss some there as well. So if there's any Belgians watching this uh, pod, when it comes out, please, please don't be angry, all right? Please don't be upset. Just, just <laughs> list, list their names in the comments, and I'll, I'll, I'll 100% agree with you because I love Belgian football. So I'm saying Belgian and Croatia to go through. Canada, Alfonso Davies to do some madness, but not enough to get through. And Morocco, again, um, very similar to like a Tunisia, where they have uh, those uh, French Moroccan players, um, much like Algeria as well, where they've got the French Algerians. Mm. Very, very skillful players, amazing football. I would love to see a Morocco that we did in 1998 um, Hadji. With, oh, mate, Hadji. And when Coventry signed him, just unbelievable. Like, imagine yeah. if Coventry just signed people like that now. It would be unbelievable. So, you know, those those kinds of things don't happen anymore. But that was really cool. Like, back at, back in the days when we were watching, like, 90s Premier League. Um, yeah, it would be really nice if Morocco had that kind of World Cup. Um, I really see it happening. But a crazy group, crazy group. I'm going to stop talking because I could talk about these four teams, like, all night. So I'm just going to say... Uh, Belgium and Croatia are going through one and two. I'm not sure. Nah, good stuff. And if we've got to give you, we've got to get it. We've got to get you first. Go on. If you had to back someone for first, who would it be? Oh, I'll go Croatia. I'll go Croatia. Croatia. He's gone Croatia. Okay. Okay. All right. So he's gone Croatia as his first, if he had to pick and then Belgium second. So Quinton, let's, uh, let's get your thoughts. Who win in this group? Who's coming in second? Um, I think outside of Belgium, I think this is going to be a tight group. Um, I think Belgium have got enough quality to win this. 
Um, I think they will probably have this group locked up after two games, in my opinion. No disrespect to the other wow. countries, but I think Belgium have just got a lot of quality. Um, but I actually think Canada are going to finish second in what will be a tight race with wow. Croatia in this group. I'm excited to see Jonathan David uh, up top there. He's had an outstanding season. So I think that with the likes of uh, Davies as well, I think this is going to be a World Cup where they could shock a few teams and I think they could shock enough to get through to the round of 16. I don't think they're going to make it any further past the round of 16, but I think this they could um, really uh, make a good go at this group and I think they could get through just. I think it's going to be more like a goal difference type thing with Croatia. No, good stuff. And, um, yeah, I really like the, the faith in Canada. So I picked them as my dark horses to... You know, put on a bit of a show, surprise a lot of people. You know, some really good footballers coming through. Jonathan David, you mentioned, um, very talented player. Alfonso Davis is obviously the, the star man for them that we all know. Um, but let's go to Group G. Um, we've got Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Cameroon have given us some uh, wonderful memories down the years in, in World Cups. Um, but as have Brazil, they've obviously won it five times, the most out of any nation. You've got Serbia in there too. Um, got the likes of Mitrovic in there, who's having a really good season at Fulham. Um, and then Switzerland, who I've seen a few people pick as their dark horses uh, for this tournament, which um, is interesting. Um, for me, I think Group G will be won by Brazil. I think they're the, the, one of the standout teams for this World Cup. Um, you know, they, they should be winning this group. Um, I think they'll win it comfortably. I can see them getting nine points um, or set seven to nine points. You know, if they're already qualified by the third game, they might change up some players. I can see them not at least not losing the game. So Brazil for me in first. Second is a tough one. Um, oh, I'm probably going to back. I, I might back Switzerland. You know, like I do like Serbia. I like some of their players. Um, but something seems to always go a little bit wrong when Serbia get into these tournaments. I don't know if there's a bit of you know a bit of uh, hot headedness to some of their, their their squad and their players, and it's just something just kind of doesn't quite click when they when they get some of these World Cups. Um, Switzerland, I think, will. Uh, We'll just edge them into second. Um, yeah, but it's a tricky one to pick. It's a tricky one to pick second. But Brazil first, Switzerland second for me. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts on Group G? Brazil first, Serbia second. I think Serbia go through uh, simply because of the the Euro was very very recent. Yeah, it's only it was only a year ago, and they lost to Scotland. Um, of all teams. I love Scotland. I support Scotland. I love watching Scotland. But I I believed Serbia was going to win that and go through the Euro. I think they're going to learn their lessons from yeah, this. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. think they have um, enough strong players, uh, especially down the spine of their team. Uh, You've got to think they've got Mitrovic as well. Mitrovic is uh, in good form. Um, I think it's Milinkovic Savic as well, who's yeah, good player uh, from Lazio. Yeah, yeah, playing very well as, as well this season. So, yeah, I think Serbia go through this time. Um, and interestingly, I think Brazil played Serbia and Switzerland last last World Cup as well. It was a very similar group in in uh, in 2018. Mm -hmm. So, and I think I think it might have been Switzerland who went through. At this time, I think it's going to be Serbia. Good stuff there from Dan. He's predicting Brazil and Serbia. Quinton, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Who's going to win this one and who will come out in second? Yeah, I think Brazil will get the nine points. I think they win every game. Um, I think they're just going to dominate teams, to be honest. They've got that much quality. I mean, they'll have a chance to, to rest 
plays against the likes of Cameroon and they're still going to get a good result. But I think second place is going to come down to a bit of a face-off between two strikers. So for Switzerland, you've got uh, Mbolo and then you've got, for Serbia, Mitrovic. So whatever player has the better tournament, I think we'll see the, that team go through. So I think Mbolo has been incredible this year. Um, even in the internationals, he's played really well. So I think if he gets off to a good start in this tournament um, and he's looking like he's going to have one of those, you know, he's one of those tournaments where he's going to score goals and, you know, create a lot of a chances, I think Switzerland will go through. But I think if Mitrovic does what he's seen in the Premier League this season where he can just easily score three, four goals, I think uh, Serbia can go through. So I think it's going to come down to those two players to me who get second place in what will be a tight sort of um, battle between those two teams. No, good stuff. So, and uh, quick one before we finish Group G, uh, Dan and Q, do you think, or Dan first, do you think Brazil will get three wins from three? Um, it's always an interesting one. I Look, if Brazil are going to win this, they go through undefeated. They go through undefeated. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be nine points and then they'll just win all, all the rest of the way through. Because if you look historically, I think when they won 2002, 94, um, and I'm not sure about Pele and his thousand goals, but um, I think, yeah, 2002 and 94, they went through undefeated. Um, so I think that's going to be a, oh, I think even in 70, in 1970, they went through undefeated. So I think it's going to be a very similar uh, case. Thank you. Do you. Are you back in Brazil to win all three games or do you think they might drop one? Yeah, no, I think they'll win all three. I think the first fixture against Serbia might be a bit tough because we've seen in uh, previous World Cups, Brazil sometimes start a little bit slow in the first game. But I think their quality is just ridiculous and I could see them yeah, having a good start of the tournament. And um, Yeah, I'm not going to reveal my my winners of the tournament, but... um. Yeah, I think that they're they're a good side. <laughs> I agree, and I think you you know the first games of this tournament are going to be very interesting because you've got, for example, England versus Iran on the Monday. We've only just finished the Premier League a couple of days ago, so there's literally two or three days. Uh, the teams meet up, they get to Qatar, they train for two or three days, and bang, they play their first match. And this is the same, you know, for every nation uh, where they got players in the European leagues. It's like here's the tournament. Bingo, there you go. So that, that could throw up a few banana skins in some of these I'll just results. Say, I just went ahead and look. Brazil at the fifth World Cup. When they won it in 58, six wins, one draw. 62, six wins, one draw. Champions in 70, six, six from six. No draws, no loss. Champions in 94, five wins, two draws. And champions in 2002, seven wins. So... Yeah, in 94, every time they've played a World Cup and won it, they've never lost. Big stats there from Dan. And uh, he is back in Brazil to go unbeaten in the group. But we're not going to go through our winners just yet. Um, so we will go through our winners of the tournament soon. But some big Brazil stats there. Let's go to Group H, our final group. Uh, Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay and Korea Republic. We obviously spoke about Messi earlier on, potentially his last World Cup. Also, Group G, it could potentially be Neymar's last World Cup. You just never know with Neymar. He's probably got an extra one in him, though. Um, but we've got Cristiano Ronaldo. He's been very controversial in the, in the last week with some of his comments uh, with Man United. But this is the World Cup. This is Portugal. I'm backing him and Portugal to finish first of this group. Uh, very strong squad. Good team. 
Um, so I'm going to back them in first. I'm going to pick Uruguay for second. Lots of talented players. Um, you know, really liking uh, Darwin Nunes in there at the moment. Benton Core in midfield. Uh, did Luis Suarez get picked for this World Cup as well? Is he is he still? Is this going to potentially be his last World Cup? Yeah, Suarez. I believe Suarez, Suarez. is in. Suarez is in. Suarez is in Ur- as well. Uruguay, Uruguay made that really nice uh, announcement video. I don't know if you've seen it. If you hop onto Twitter and go and have a look at Uruguay's um, squad announcement video for the World Cup, and Suarez's name is in there. Uh, awesome. So it's going to be good to see Suarez in there. Um, you know, the Uruguay-Portugal game with Ronaldo and Suarez up against each other is going to be really exciting. I'm going to back those two teams. Ghana, um, you know, good side. African sides always you know, produce some good football. Uh, and they spring up a bit of a surprise in Korea. Obviously got my man Son in there uh, from Spurs. He does have a fractured cheekbone. So we'll see how he goes from that. Hasn't been on the best of form for Spurs, but I really want him to do it for Korea in this. And hopefully he can get them through, but I'm not going to back them. I'm back in Portugal first, Uruguay second. That's my tips. I think Ronaldo will have enough to get Portugal out of the group. Uh, and Suarez um, and Nunes and Bentoncourt will pull the strings for Uruguay. So that is my uh, group H predictions. Dan, what are your thoughts on this group? I think, yeah, Portugal and Uruguay to go through. This is this is this was my group of death, Group H, just because I think Korea, uh, South Korea, are doing fantastically. Um, obviously, with Sonaldo. You know, he always, he produced last World Cup as well. He was the, I think he put the nail in the coffin of the Germans last World Cup. He, uh, Sorry, he knocked Germany them out. Germany went out in the group, didn't they, of 2018? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was it was just a shame because I think they finished third because of that. Like, they didn't actually qualify to the round of 16 because I remember him in tears after the match. And, yeah, he they just, they had a fantastic match, which was a shame for Korea. But I think similar is going to happen this time. I just see... With Portu- Portugal, um, Ronaldo in the uh, state that he is, he is, um, for all the things that people can call him, he's a serial winner. He's a, he's a champion. And one thing he doesn't like being told is that he's not good at something. So he's coming to this World Cup with a lot to prove, a lot to play for. If he can stay injury-free, I think he's going to be unbelievable. Um, and then you just think about the other players that are around him, Bernardo Silva, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can go on and on. So... You know, obviously Cancelo as well. Um, the Portugal are just too strong, I think. And then second will be Uruguay. Uh, they've got an unbelievable attack. Uruguay's list. The forwards are Suarez, Nunes, Cavani, and Maxi Gomez. Um, midfielders, Valverde, Benton Kerr. Valverde's Luke- Uruguayan, isn't he? I always forget that Valverde's Uruguayan. Yeah, Madrid, he's been unbelievable, by mm. the way. Diego Godin is going as a... a as he's part about of 50 as well. Yeah, I think he's played about eight World Cups. Um, <laughs> that Muslera is in goals as well still. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, Sebastian Quartes. There's a lot of players here that were, uh, they were actually part of that 2010 uh, World Cup side that made the great runs of the semifinals with... Don't tell me yeah, Diego Forlan's going to get... Diego Forlan. Like, they could bring <laughs> him on, couldn't they? Just for a little cameo. It would be nice. I love Forlan. What a player. So yeah, um, look, I will stop talking again, but I'm going to say Portugal and Uruguay. Uh, big stuff. And uh, yeah, Dan obviously makes some great points about Uruguay and he talks about all the good players Uruguay have. And Valvedere is someone, um, you know, him and Pedri are two midfielders that really excite me in this World Cup. 
Um, there's a third midfielder who does excite me in this World Cup, but he's going to be in my three players to watch, who I'll bring up shortly. Let's get Q's thoughts on the final group, Group H. What are you thinking, mate? Um, I think Uruguay are going to finish on top in this group. I think... Um, damn Ahead of your man, Ronaldo? No way. You didn't just say that. Yeah. I, Portugal, <laughs> sometimes they create so many chances, but they struggle to score goals sometimes. So I think... Okay. Uruguay, I think they're going to score lots of goals. And I think Ghana, I don't I don't like Ghana this World Cup. I, I've always loved uh, picking an African side to follow the World Cups. But I think Ghana just, I think that they could be the team that could, uh, you know, get a few goals scored against them. The same with Korea. I think that they will concede a few goals as well. So I think Uruguay have, uh, I guess, a lot more strike power in form. I think Darwin Nunes, this could be his tournament to, to, you know, do a bit of, you know, flip the bird to the haters because people are, you know, saying that he's a flop and he hasn't had a good start to his Liverpool career. But, you know, when Crazy. you look at his statistics, he's, um, he's actually, you know, he's brilliant. in form. So, yeah, I think Uruguay to top the group. Portugal to come second. I think both sides will will go through comfortably uh, in this group. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be tight. Like, I could see Portugal definitely finishing first, but... For me, Uruguay, I think um, a lot of their players, I think Kudus, uh, if that's how you pronounce his name, from Ajax, he's been incredible in the Champions League this year. So, yeah, I just think they've got oh, Kudus, players yeah. in a lot of form there. No, good stuff. And there's, Uruguay do have a very, very strong squad. I was tempted to change my top two, but I am going to keep Portugal first and Uruguay second. Um, so what we'll do, we're going to move on to the next part of the pod shortly. And we're not going to go through the fixtures on, on this pod. That's going to be on Fridays. Friday's podcast is going to be uh, World Cup fantasy. And then we're going to run through each fixture on Friday's pod with our score prediction, our favourite fantasy player from each one. That was the group uh, fixture. And as you can see there with Dan's pen, this is the Qatar 2022 World Cup, not the 2002 World Cup that I mentioned at the start of the pod. I was stuck in time on that one. Um, but what I want to do before we uh, stop sharing the screen here, I just want to get quick um, quick thoughts um, on your one team uh, that you think is going to be, you know, go under the radar, you know, get out the groups and, and um, you know, not necessarily going to win the tournament, but, you know, people might not think they'll do well and you think they'll go through. And then one team that you think uh, will completely flop so i'll start with mine the team i think that will struggle i'm gonna i'm gonna say germany i don't know why i just get this feeling they didn't do so well in 2018 uh, i feel like there's probably still going to be a bit of a hangover without Joachim low so germany for me from the big size i know a lot of people probably want to say the french um, but i'm going to go with the germans from the big nations and then in terms of the surprise um i already sort of said i just want canada to do something. I'm not really sure why. So I'm going to pick Canada as kind of my dark horse. That's someone a bit different. Uh, Dan, who's the team you think from, you know, the bigger nations um, that isn't going to show up at this World Cup? And then who's who's your dark horse? I think the ones in risk are probably France and Germany most. Um, or maybe the Netherlands, traditionally. Um, I'll go with... Look, I know I said that they'll, they'll go through second, uh, but I also said it could be Japan as well. So I'll go through. Uh, I'll go with Germany to um, to possibly flop, and then my dark horse is I think everyone's dark horse, but no one's talking about them. Um, but they're always there, and like we said, we've got a lot of pedigree of world class players, and that is Belgium. 
No, I love that. So we've got two, uh, two that I don't think Germany are going to do so well. Uh, but Dan is tipping Belgium to, to go far. Uh, Q, who's the, uh, who's the big side that you, you know, think is going to flop in this tournament? And then who is your, your dark horse? Um, I'm going to make it a trio and I go Germany. I think, um, the win now. At, <laughs> yeah. So I think that they're at the stage where, you know, their good players are getting older and, yeah, I, I just think that they're sort of in that rebuild stage where they'll still be like mm. obviously quality and competitive at this World Cup, but I think that they definitely could miss out on that group. And um, are you picking a dark horse to win it, or just a dark horse who are going to you know surprise? Yeah, it could be a dark horse you think might go really far, or just a dark horse you think everyone's going to be surprised with it. You know, even if they it win a game, so you can uh, pick Australia. It could be just yeah, a, no, light, a light brown horse. It can be like a bum. <laughs> Well, um, I might uh, I might pick an exacta here, so I'm going to go Jap- Japan. Um, I think they're nice. going to surprise a lot of people at this World Cup. I think that they've got a lot of quality in their side, and sometimes I think a lot of people are in the the European um, South American bubble, and they think that uh, football doesn't exist outside of uh, those two continents. So, um, as we've seen in a couple of pundits are saying that they think that all the Asia teams are going to suffer at this World Cup. So I think Japan are going to surprise a few. And I actually think Netherlands are going to go close to making the final four. I think they can uh, make a nice little run in this World Cup. No, I love that. And obviously with uh, with the Netherlands, you know, historically have always been a powerhouse in the World Cup. Obviously last sort of what, two World Cups, um, I don't think they qualified in 2018, 2014. They may have made, did they finish third or make the semis, Brazil? And then it was yeah, 2010, 20, they got to the final. It was when we played yeah, in the group, I think they made it. Yeah. Yeah, 2014, 2014. that's right. And Tim Cahill scored that outrageous volley between Australia and Netherlands. Um, but that, that is our um, goal of the tournament, though. Wasn't good enough to win goal of the tournament, head. indeed. Um, <laughs> but look, that is, um, that is our group. Um, predictions first and second our dark horses and our uh, our team that we think you know is one to uh you know that might flop from the big side so that is the um that's the groups as i mentioned we will go through the fixtures uh, when we do the world cup podcast on friday um so now let's go into our next section um, and what we're going to do now um is we're just going to go from some players to watch so three players to watch each so these can be you know players that going under the radar players that are established that you think are just going to come in and have a brilliant tournament um you know so have a think your three players i'll start with mine so i'm going to go number one my up and coming star um look i would have said pedri and valvedere like going through those groups i really want to say valvedere now but i'm going to pick Drew bellingham he is my um you know he's 19 years old plays for dortmund he's been brilliant in the champions league this season you know i think this is going to be the world cup where you know, he does show everyone on a world stage how good he is. I know a lot of people know how good he is, obviously, in England and in, and in Germany anyway, and for those that watch the Champions League. But I'm going to go Jude Bellingham as my uh, as one of them. Uh, and then my second one, who I think a player who's going to have a really good World Cup, and I might be taking this player off both of you and potentially Dan, it's going to be Neymar. And the reason, I know it sounds like an obvious pick, but I'm sort of more talking about Neymar from the perspective of 2014, Phenomenal World Cup, but got injured in uh, just before the semi-final. Uh, 2018, um, obviously Brazil um, didn't probably do as well as we expected. So for me, this is the World Cup where I think he will come out, um, you know, and potentially take Brazil all the way and just show everyone, 
you know, we all know how good he is, but for some reason, Neymar seems to have some critics out there that probably don't quite understand how good he is. And I think they will uh, by the end of this World Cup. So Neymar is in there for me. And then my third one, I'm going to go with the return of Benzema uh, to the French squad. Obviously, he wasn't part of their winning squad in 2018. Um, you know, he's missed a few tournaments for them now, but this is the return of Karim Benzema. Um, and I think he will come in um, with his tail up and I think he will score quite a few goals in this. So they are my three players um, that I'm back in to have a really good World Cup and set the world stage alight. Uh, Dan, um, let's hear your three players. All right. My surprise packet of a tournament, he's 28 years old. I've spoken a bit about him on Twitter. And it is uh, Arascaeta, as we'd probably say it, but Arascaeta, as they say in Brazil, plays for Flamengo. And he was at the 20, I think it was at 2018 World Cup as well for Uruguay. But He's kind of just gone under the radar. And recently, his performances for Flamengo have led him to be, I think, player of the season in uh, in the Brazilian league. Um, and also Flamengo have uh, followed that up with cup wins and league wins, etc. So I think he's going to be the um, like breakout player or that player that surprises people this tournament. I think it's Arascaeta from um, Uruguay. My second player or the young player that I think is going to do something amazing. I think this is his first selection for Brazil. He is also a striker for Flamengo and his performances for Flamengo have caused, uh, or there was a lot of like outcry for uh, Tete to select him and it's Pedro. So there is obviously a lot of good strikers, good attackers with Brazil, whether he gets minutes or not. They're talking about him and Richarlison at the moment playing as a number nine. But this guy is tall. He can score goals with his head. He can score scissor kicks. He can score goals with both feet. Um, I think Pedro is going to be that young player um, that really makes an impression. And then my player of the tournament or that I think could possibly win Golden Ball and is going to have an unbelievable World Cup and will follow with a Ballon d'Or is going to be Neymar. I hate Neymar. And I think everyone knows why. I think everyone knows why Neymar. So I, I don't need to uh, explain or elaborate on that. But I think Neymar is going to be the man for the moment. No, I love it. And if there's anyone on this podcast um, that would fight for Neymar to the death, it's Dan. <laughs> similar to Q with Ronaldo. Similar to me, probably with Harry Kane. Um, you know, I'll fight his back regardless. Q will fight Ronaldo's back. Dan will fight Neymar's back. Um, but we've both picked Neymar in our in our three players. Um, Dan's obviously gone with some more South Americans with two other picks. Um, you know, so some really good insight there from at the 10 football, uh, Daniel Capolaro. Now, Quinton, FPL amateur, Amateurs of Oz, give us your three picks. And um, will Ronaldo be in there is what I want to know. Um, <clears throat> first, I'll go with the obvious pick, which is Neymar. I think he's going to have one moment this World Cup where people are just going to be speechless and you know, realise that he's not actually human. He does things that only the extraordinary people of this world can do. And um, I think he's going to have a massive tournament. And, you know, I think if Brazil are going to win it, it's going to be because of Neymar. And he's just going to have a freak tournament. So, yeah, Neymar's going to have one superhuman moment this World Cup where no one's going to be able to explain what just happened. They're just going to go, wow, righto, that's ridiculous. So <laughs> I think he's going to be a standout for me. I think um, Cody... Is it Gap Gappo? Gap 
Poe. Oh, yeah, from Holland. From Netherlands. Um, from Netherlands. Um, he's he's had an outstanding season, and I've been actually quite interested because United have been linked to him. So I'm kind of hoping they do end up signing him because, you know, he's had 12 assists, 9 goals this season uh, for PSV. I think he's going to be one of those players that people are going to see I think he could break out, and which is going to lead to a lot of interest in his signing in the next transfer window. And I think Jonathan David um, from Canada, he's mm-hmm. an absolute freak. He's a wonder kid. Um, some of us that play at Football Manager, um, he's you know he's the shining light uh, out of the young players on Football Manager and in real life. So I'm excited to see what he can do on the you know the toughest stage of all. A lot of people <clears throat> don't realize that this World Cup is the peak like if you perform in this world cup you know you're a decent footballer so i'm interested to see what he's going to do at the top sort of i guess top quality of football especially the teams that are in their group as well i think um it's going to be interesting to see how he goes but yeah those are the three players for me and just a shout out to karen quoll um a lot of people don't really know a lot about him he's just signed for newcastle united I think he's going to start the last two games i don't see him starting against france just because he is only you know only young but he is incredible and such a raw talent. So I think a lot of people, especially Newcastle United supporters, tune into these Socceroos games because you're going to see the potential of this kid. He's gonna. I think he's going to have a bit of a breakout World Cup. Not that we're going to get big results in the World Cup, but I think he's going to do similar to sort of what Arzani done the previous World Cup where a lot of people are like, oh, who is this kid? So, yeah, I think uh, definitely a good standout for me this year. Uh, good stuff from Q. Good, good insight there. And obviously, that's three out of three for Neymar. Um, nice pick in Jonathan David as well. Um, and then he's talking about uh, the uh, new soccer that signed for Newcastle United. So, uh, how do you pronounce it again? Kaal? Karen Kual, I think it is. I'm known to do have a dig name moment. So, if anyone doesn't know, Lucas Digne. Um, that plays for Aston Villa. I mispronounced his name on our podcast. So, yeah, I'm, I'm no stranger to a wrong pronunciation, but I think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> Good stuff. And, um, yeah, look, um, it's going to be interesting to see if he obviously gets the minutes for the Socceroos. My opinion is he should start every single game. Um, but, look, let's go on to the um, Golden Boot now and the tournament winner which is obviously what everyone's probably going to be who's tuned into this. Obviously, this is a pre-record. So everyone that then tunes into this live afterwards is probably thinking, who are they picking as their winners and their golden boots? And this is that time. But for me, obviously, we know who won the 2018 golden boot. He's on the back of this shirt I'm wearing. It's Harry Kane. I'm backing him again. Um, I'm just going to always back Harry Kane when it comes to golden boots because he's won so many of them. Um, And I'll back him, especially with VAR. You know, you get a lot of pens. Kane takes pens. He scores a lot of pens. Um, so, you know, I'll back Kane. Um, but I'll back Kane. Um, Harry Kane's a golden boot for me. Again, I think he'll get his second one. Um, not the first England player to win a golden boot. Obviously, Gary Lineker has also won a World Cup golden boot uh, for England. Um, so this will be the third Englishman to win, or the third time an Englishman's won a golden boot. Unless maybe one of them won it in 1966 when England won it. I'm actually not too sure. Maybe... Uh, maybe they did. Uh, but I know Kane and Gary Lineker have both won it. So I'm going to back my man Kane as my golden boot. Uh, Dan, who is your golden boot going to be for this one? I'm assuming it might be Neymar because you did kind of mention uh, golden ball for Neymar. So maybe you think golden boot as well? No, I don't think he's going to have the golden boot. 
because I think he's uh, he's going to be a bit more of a playmaker role. But okay, he'll get he'll get the golden ball much like Luka Modric did in the uh, in the previous World Cup. Mm-hmm. But golden boot, if Neymar has the tournament we're all predicting, it'll be Richarlison. I, two out of two I, Spurs players so far. I'm not complaining about that. Wow. That's it. Wow. Well, my, next, my, next, my next pick was uh, Heung-Min Son, but I don't think... That's so three Spurs get, players. I don't think I get out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no I, I think it's going to be Richarlison, um, wow. simply because I don't see Neymar playing in those super forward positions that we've seen in previous World Cups. I think he's going to play a little bit deeper, much like he does PSG. He's going to dictate the play. His playmaking ability, his chance creation is uh, second to none in the world at the minute. So that's why I believe it's going to be a Richarlison and he'll get the golden ball. And the uh, are we talking about winners now or are we not? No? No, nah, next. That'll be next. Okay. I just I nearly ruined your whole pod. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Dan has gone with uh, his uh, golden boots, very Spurs themed with uh, Richarlison. R9. Um, in there, which I like to see. R9. Um, look, if R9, Richarlison was to win the Golden Boot, I'll be very, very happy with that from a Tottenham perspective. Um, obviously, I've backed my man, Harry Kane, though. Uh, Quinton, what are your thoughts, mate? Who are you going? Who's your pick? Oh, I thought we were going to have to call an A in to get a paperweight on you, mate, because you're flying in a cloud nine before that uh, Spursy <laughs> talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with um, Neymar. I think Neymar... He's going to have one of those tournaments where single-handedly he's going to get this World Cup for Brazil. So I think he's a good shout and a bit of a dark horse for Golden Boot. I'm going to go Darwin Nunes from Uruguay. That's a good shout. That's a good shout. I think was Diego Forland, did he win it in 2010? It was Diego Forland that won it in 2010 uh, with Uruguay. Diego Forland got, yeah, the, so. golden, got the golden ball. Diego Forland the got the tournament. That's right, in 2010. Because um, yeah, they never win both. They never win both. No, that's true. I, I just look at it and think when we went through that Uruguay squad um, and the group they've got, you know, you've got thing with Golden Boot, I always look at it and think the group, if, if there's a favourable yeah. group, you know, there's yeah. times where they can get doubles, a treble, a hat-trick. And um, you know, I like England's group. I do like that Uruguay group, so I can definitely see that. But then Brazil's group looks good for Brazil as well. So obviously we've all gone for our Golden Boots. I've gone for Harry Kane. Dan's gone for Richarlison and Quinton. Uh, is going for Neymar as his golden boot. So now let's go on to our winners. Um, who do we think is going to win the World Cup 2022 in Qatar, the FIFA World Cup? Um, look, I'm going to say who I've backed for over 12 months now, ever since they won the Copper America. Um, so I'm going to back Argentina, Um I think it's going to, Messi's going to come out. He's going to win it. He's going to win the World Cup. This this is his time to win the World Cup. Obviously, they didn't win it in 2014. They lost in the final to Germany. Um, just got some, there's something about Argentina's team that I like. Um, they've prepared very well for this tournament. They managed to get all of their, most of their players. Um, not all of them, because some of them did play on the last week uh, of the European season, but they had a number of players that pulled out of their, the last week of the season, of the regular season um, from the squads early and linked up with Argentina a lot earlier than some of these other squads have done, um, which I found quite interesting. Um, and I just got a feeling I, I like something about this Argentina team I like, um, which obviously maybe as an Englishman is 
quite rare because there has always been that football rivalry between England and Argentina, um, as we know. But don't know, there's just something about Argentina I like for this tournament. So I'm backing them to win the final, um, potentially paired up with Brazil or maybe even Portugal in the final. I think everyone's dreaming of a uh, an Argentina-Brazil or an Argentina-Portugal with Messi and Ronaldo in the final is, is kind of the, uh, you know, will it complete football if that was to happen? Um, but we will see. I'm back in Argentina. Um, let's go to uh, at D10 football, Daniel Capolaro. Who are you backing to win this World Cup? Brazil. We're going to do the number six. six number dots, six. Easy. Done. Yeah. The hex, the hexer, as they're calling it. Yeah. Brazil to win it. I think just in terms of um, their qualification, the players, everyone's coming in very injury-free. I mean, if you look at the previous World Cups, there's always been Neymar's hurt this, Neymar's done that. You know, it's been a lot around. Same in the 2014 when he, he hurt his back in the World Cup. Um, I just think now is the time. And it, I believe he's 30 years old this year because he's 92 born, so he'd be 30. So he's peak. For winning a world cup i think it's uh it's brazil's time and he's got a lot of good help around him as well like i mean you have a look at that squad attack midfield um the people are saying something about their defense but that's because they can't say anything about the midfield or attack so you've got to say something about something you know and they haven't really got well they are taking danny alves but i'm not sure if he's going to start but they haven't really got that like you know roberto carlos marcelo um those left and right backs or cafu kind of character in the team well, I don't think it's going to matter um, I think Brazil is a team and as you said there was you you were pairing them with other nations I think the only other nation that I see uh, that could blitz this World Cup is Argentina for similar reasons no, big stuff there from Dan and he obviously mentions the Brazil squad how strong it is and also to add they've probably got the two best goalkeepers um, yeah. you know, pairing in the tournament with El uh, Edison and Allison. Um, so yeah, when I was um, Brazil, when I was in Qatar um, at the end of April, I was there with Billy Wingrove, and he uh, he did a little social media thing saying who's going to win the World Cup, and I didn't even hesitate. I was the, I was the fastest. You know, they asked people to go around and go, who's going to win the World Cup? And I just went Brazil. <laughs> and he's like, well, really? Was that quick? And I was like, yeah, hundred percent. I thought it was going to be Brazil all the way through. So I will stick with Brazil. I love that. And I think that this, this, the, I'm, I'm not sure if it's true, but Brazil, I don't think they've ever gone more than four World Cups without winning one, maybe. Maybe and from when they won the, from the gap between the first World Cup to maybe when they won their first one. But I believe they've never gone more than four tournaments without winning a World Cup. So this, if they weren't to win this World Cup, it would be five. World Cups without win, so surely this means Brazil are due another World Cup. But Quinton, who are you backing? Is, is there someone different? Are you are you Argentina, Brazil? Who are you thinking? Or are you thinking maybe Europe, Asia? Um, I mean, if I, if someone outside of the soccer is were to win it, um, <laughs> I'd probably go Brazil. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think Brazil win this World Cup. And, you know, I think that their quality, a lot of people are saying about the defence, like Dan said, 
Um, but who cares? They're going to be scoring seven goals a game, so they concede three if they want to, but they're going to be scoring goals for fun, so I don't think it's going to matter too much. I think Bruno Gamares is going to be a crucial player for Brazil this World Cup. I think him and Neymar are going to be like the Bash brothers were for the Mighty Ducks and just absolutely taking souls with their razzle. I think, um, yeah, I think Brazil this World Cup. Casemiro, Paqueta, Neymar, yeah. And, and then whatever happens ahead below that, I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah, like the players, they have are in form. So it's different to say they're good players. Yeah, they're great players, but they're all in form. Anthony's playing good for United. Bruno Gamara is good for Newcastle. He got Neymar playing spectacular for PSG. Then he got Paqueta, who's looked really good for West Ham. And then he got Richarlison, and on his day, he can, you know, bang goals in too. So I just... It's unfair, and I've, I really wish that they did like a, a draft, like an NFL draft, and, you know, Australia got a couple of uh, these South American players, you know, give them a citizenship. You know, it's all, all fair. But, um, yeah, no, I think um, definitely Brazil uh, have too much quality, I think, for this World Cup. I, I, hope, we see, I hope we see the ball come to Richarlison. He does three or four juggles, then pass it to Anthony, and he does like a spin, and then pass it to someone else. <laughs> I would love to see it. No, brilliant. Love that. Absolutely love that from uh, from Dan and Quentin there. We've got two Brazil winners. Um, I'm going to stick with Argentina, um, but obviously Brazil, I still think, could go all the way uh, to the final and Messi hopefully wins his first World Cup um, and ends his Argentina career on a high. Um, but look, that's going to wrap up the podcast. See, I hope you all enjoyed it. Thanks, everyone, that's tuned in. Just before I end it, you can see at the bottom of the screen, World Cup Fantasy is live. Head to the FIFA website, fifa.com. Click Fantasy League. You can find it on there. Download the FIFA Plus app. Um, you can download that app and uh, begin your team. Dan is rubbing his hands because he's waiting for this one. Q's waiting for this one. We're going to do a, a podcast on Friday. Um, you know, we should all be on there as well. So what we're going to do on that one, we're going to go through our teams Um pick some of the best differentials the captains we're going to go through every fixture in round one um, and all the players to uh, to go for so um but if you want to join the mini league um you can see a code at the bottom it's qv9xtncz uh quinton will also have a separate mini league as well q you're, you're going to have a separate mini league running for the fpl amateurs of oz uh, yeah, I'll get a league up and running this week and I, I'll plug it on all my socials. But, yeah, definitely join Matt's league. It's going to be um, – yeah, it would be nice to take down to both these fellas on the podcast. So, yeah, that should be your aim <laughs> if you're joining the league. No, good stuff, good stuff. And, um, look, thanks for um, thanks for joining the uh, the pod, uh, Dan at D10 Football, Quentin at FPL Amateurs of Oz. You can find both of them on Twitter and Instagram. Their handles are on the screen. So if you are watching this on your mobile phone, give a, give it a screenshot and then you can find them both on uh, social media, myself as well, at FPL Matt Day. Um, if you like what you saw, please subscribe to the channel, like the video and get your comments in throughout the pod. Who do you think is going to win the uh, the tournament? Who's your golden boot? And, um, you know, and who do you think is going to qualify through the groups? Um, but any last words, Dan, um, before we wrap up for the pod? No, no, no. I think we've uh, we've covered absolutely everything. Got through every group. Talked about the uh, breakout players. Who's going to be the players of the tournament? Top goal scorer. Oh, actually, you know one thing we didn't talk about: a golden glove. Who's going to get the golden glove? You know, golden gloves always an important one at the World Cup as well. 
Um, I mean, look, maybe we can save that for the next pod, but... <laughs> you know what, let's do one off the top of our head now. I'm going to quickly pick. I'll pick Martinez from Argentina because I think they're going to win it. I'll bat the winner. Martinez. Um, I'm going to go with then... Who starts? Alison Redison. I reckon Alison starts. I'll go with Alison. Alison, cute. I'm going to go whoever starts in goal for Netherlands. I think um, defensively they're going to have a good group stage, which means clean sheets. So, um, yeah. Huge call. Huge call from Q. So he's back in That's Netherlands it. deeper. Dan's uh, back in whoever Brazil decide to start. He thinks it'll be Alison, And I'm back in Argentina's Martinez. But that wraps up the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. The World Cup 2002. 2022 i've done that twice now 2002 i'm living in the past 2022 we are in a new world cup it's the first winter world cup i think it's um uh throwing me off a little bit um so there we go world cup 2022 in qatar that is the world cup show episode one (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hope everyone enjoyed it and we will see you in the next one on friday for the world cup fantasy podcast until then we will see you then (laughs) 